Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll delve deeper into a few things in a moment. We do. We are time uh, poor at the moment. We've got to head to the Gabba and one of our uh, SEN cricket men who's dominating things this summer is Adam White. And he joins us live from the Gabba now. Hello, Whitey. G'day, John. How are you? Going very, very well. Uh, the Australians well and truly on top in the uh, day-night test. <laughs> Five for 95 at the moment. Mitchell Stark's got him in all sorts. Yeah, he has. He's bowled really well. I mean, that first session was clearly dominated by the Australians. I think all three fast bowlers bowled well. Um, And we can't say it was because of the pink ball. We can't say it was because of the pitch, because the pitch looks an absolute belter to bat on. And the ball wasn't really doing a lot. It was just some pretty poor batting from an inexperienced batting lineup um, coming up against a really Mm. experienced bowling lineup. And and that's where we see this this massive gulf in, in difference of class. Where do you see uh, it heading towards? Can the tail wag a little bit from the West Indies once again? Uh, are batting conditions becoming a bit better in this sort of late evening sort of stage as the ball gets a bit softer? Well, I think what we've seen, Bryce, in, even just in this first 15 minutes since, since the tea break, is that the West Indies have certainly tried to be a lot more positive. Um, the Silvers got on with things really quickly. He's going better than a, a runner ball. And even Hodge, who was... You know, fundamentally just leaving every single ball um, before the tea break is starting to now open up and play a few shots. So I think they're trying to be a little bit more positive. Um, but really, Bryce, it's, it's, it has this sort of very familiar look to it, to what we saw in Adelaide. Yeah, it's very much uh, men versus the boys, unfortunately. <laughs> but the thing that really... Uh, about the Pakistan series, when Pakistan were aggressive and were willing to take it on, they found, and even just rotating the strike more, not just trying to survive, but they were able to drop and run and and, and take and get things moving that way. The four balls came a little bit more. Uh, maybe the West Indies will take a leaf out of that book as they up the tempo now when maybe they're pretty good batting conditions. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good point. I mean, positive intent doesn't mean you have to be hitting boundaries. It just means you've got to be looking to rotate the strike and looking to score, looking to be up for the battle. And I think what we've seen a little bit too much is that it's, it's either been feast or famine. It's either leave the ball or try and hit a four. Yep. And a few of the West Indian batsmen that have fallen um, edging the ball through to the court, and they're playing at balls that they they really shouldn't be playing at. But then you think, well, how are they going to score? So it's a difficult one for them. But I think where they've got to change, which is a little bit what you're talking about, is rather than just trying to hit a four, how about let's just get on the front foot and push one into the gap and get a single rather than thinking you've just got to bludgeon the ball through the offside because invariably that's where outside of Shandipal, that's where the Knicks are happening, where guys are going too hard at balls.
Yeah, absolutely. Bro, uh, Whitey, we saw last year two-day <clears throat> test match at the Gabba, a little bit of grass on the wicket then. It looks a, a far lighter pitch. There the seems to be less grass on it. How have you seen the pitch on day one at the Gabba? I just think it's been excellent. Um, I got a real surprise when I went out and had a look in the middle um, before play. Um, it really had been shaved down and I talked to the curated. Bryce knows a lot of talking to the curator. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was shaved down to three mils. So if you think about what was the case in Adelaide and Melbourne where it was at eight mils, that is a considerable difference. Now, they've got a different cooch grass uh, here in Brisbane to what was the case in Melbourne and Adelaide, but it's just noticeably different. Two things, the colour. So it was a really sort of a bony sort of colour. I'd love to know what will you like on day three or day four mm-hmm. if we get that far, um, but also just how shorter the grass was. And if you're a batsman, you're going out there thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind batting on this because it doesn't feel like there's too many gremlins in the pitch, particularly once it starts to harden up and it gets a bit faster and it should be really good to bat on. Do you think the the toss played out good for the West Indies and uh, their decision to bat first? Yeah, I, I don't know, Bryce. I, look, I love the fact that they wanted that, as they did in Adelaide. I'm just not sure it's the thing that they need to be doing. They're much better as a bowling group. And if there's any chance to compete against Australia, I felt they needed to get Australia in and, and try and get them out for 180. Um, but that was what I thought before I saw the pitch. When I saw that pitch, I think, look, I think you've got to bat on it. I think Australia would have batted on it. The interesting dynamic about this game now being a day-night match is that should it be that the West Indies get dismissed around, you know, I think they call it dinner break, which is the only the 20-minute break, which is the old tea break. It was a day game. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, yes. Then at least Australia has to bat the first time under lights with a brand new pink ball. So, you know, there is a, a positive, I guess, from a West Indies point of view. If they can keep batting positive here and try and get as many as they can before they get all out, you know, they might get 150, 160 and then have, you know, two hours under the lights with a new ball to bowl at Australia tonight and might get them four down. I think that's their best chance because they clearly bowl better than they bat. Well, there's no question about that, and they gave Australia some real challenge in the in Adelaide. The only batter that coped with it was was Travis Head, so it, it yeah, may absolutely. leave Australia a little vulnerable um, with a rookie opener. Um, even though he's a Test veteran, <laughs> uh, he is a rookie opener, and then a vulnerable four as well with a bit of pressure on. Um, it, it it does expose Australia a little bit, maybe later this evening. Absolutely. So Australia was six for 140 in Adelaide. Um, and it was Travis Head batting with Mitchell Stark. So I don't think there's any doubt that the West Indies would have taken great confidence out of how well they bowled to the Australians, albeit in bowler-friendly conditions. So as I said before, they, they can just somehow find a way to get 160, 170 on the board in their first innings and then bowl in the good conditions, then they've got a chance. What, what would be the worst thing possible is if they do bowl tonight and Australia had none for a 60 mm. at stumps and then all of a sudden they come out tomorrow on an absolute road and they can you know go really big on, on day two. Whitey, last one before we let you go. Appreciate you jumping on. How would you rate Cameron Green's ability to uh, ava- avoid his teammates today? He got pushed away by Josh Hazelwood <laughs> early on and I think he's forgotten that he's, he's sort of COVID positive at the moment. How have you rated his and, and what a weird situation it is? Well, I think you've answered your own question poorly. <laughs> <laughs> he came up after the first wicket, and you're right. They actually did push him away. Um, look, I don't think he's particularly sick, um, but whether he's contagious mm. is another question. Andrew McDonald 
um, he passed the test this morning, um, but they're still being cautious with him and keeping him away from the group. But I think the the strain or the that has hit the Australian team isn't particularly strong because none of them seem to be too much under the weather and Travis Head, he's the one that got it first he's back with the group and looks a, looks a million dollars. Absolutely. Whitey, I know we've got to let you go, you're about to jump back on air and uh, replace Jared Whaley, thank you for giving up some of your time and uh, we'll, we look forward to hearing you throughout the cricket coverage over the next few days. Thanks boys, always fun talking to you.